listening to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project, showcasing Wellington's entrepreneurs, sharing their experiences to inspire your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you for joining me. I'm Tim Morrison. Hello there, it's Tim Morrison back again, and welcome to episode seven of the Wellington Hustle Interview Project. Today, I head down to the Biz Dojo in Wellington to talk with Christine Langdon, co-founder of The Good Registry. Christine describes herself as a person with a passion for trying new things, meeting new people, and a creator of good change in the world. Originally starting her career as a journalist, Christine moved into communications gravitating towards social impact work. In June 2017, Christine left her permanent job as a communications manager without a plan. After a month or so of reflection, an idea started to form, a social giving platform to replace gift giving with donations to good causes. Sit back and enjoy this interview with another one of Wellington's great entrepreneurs. Jump straight in, Christine Langdon. Welcome (laughs) to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project and thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me. So if you could just introduce yourself. And what you do, I suppose. Okay. Um, I guess the best way to introduce myself is I'm a person with a passion for uh, trying new things and for uh, meeting uh, new people and for, I think, creating good change in the world and making a contribution. Uh, I've done that in lots of different ways. I started my career as a journalist and moved into communications and gravitated towards social impact work. Uh, and. Recently, about two years ago, I left my permanent employment, which was at Z Energy as their community manager, and I didn't have a plan at the time. And what I did is I took a bit of time to think about what I wanted to create in the world and fairly quickly came up with an idea, which was to create a social giving platform. Uh, It's a platform called The Good Registry. And the idea is that instead of giving people gifts that don't really have any meaning, uh, we can donate to good causes instead to causes that people care about personally. So I'm running that most of my time at the moment. I'm also doing some communications consulting. I'm also doing a little bit of blogging when I have the time and the energy for that. What does the communications officer manager do at uh, was, was that Z Energy? Uh, I it, went to Z Energy is at the fuel station. Uh, Z is um, they they have petrol stations yeah, around okay. New Zealand. Um, they are, they see themselves as an energy company. Yeah. They're very future focused and um, thinking about how we can keep the world moving, keep New Zealanders moving without the reliance on fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, they don't uh, have um, a extraction operation like most of the fuel companies so they're not committed to selling fossil fuels so what i liked about them was they were looking to the future to what our future energy sources could be and my role was around giving back to the community okay Okay. so that's uh you sort of already getting into the giving back before the gift registry absolutely the good registry Registry. (laughs) Yeah. yeah i um i was giving back in a few ways what i'd noticed a few years uh a few years earlier was that I got a lot of joy from making a contribution in the world and I tried a few different ways of doing that and was trying to bring it into my work as well. Um, I was also teaching yoga in prison and I was conscious that the thing I looked forward to the most every week was that opportunity to go in and be with those women and to see the difference that I could make for them. Moving on to the next question, what was your vision when you first started the Good Registry? Having having had a job where I was able to do some, some good in the community and having done volunteering where I had that sense of contribution, I wanted a way that I could create mm, 
make it easy for myself to give more to the world and also enable other people to give as well. So the Good Registry was a way that I could see that I could um, give people a way to donate to causes that they care about without having to dig into their pocket to do it. Mm. So instead of receiving a gift that you don't want or need, that money can go to a good cause instead. And that's money that would have kind of been wasted if you'd been given something without meaning. And it's definitely not wasted when it goes to charity. And you can get the joy of giving from that experience. So hopefully you want to keep on giving. Knowing that they're not going to return it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, knowing it's actually making a really positive difference in the world. Um, What's some of the examples of uh, the charities that that people are giving to you? We have uh, 65 charity partners yeah. and we've been very conscious in choosing a mixture of national charities and local charities and charities that uh, look after the well-being of children and of animals and the environment and different health um, conditions and health research. So we've got that breadth and there are definitely some favourites. Uh, people definitely like giving to the animals and giving to children. Um, of course, every time people give through us, they're, they're supporting the environment because we're taking all of the waste out of those unnecessary consumer purchases of things that are going to get manufactured on the other side of the world with all of the environmental impacts of that and then shipped to New Zealand and packaged and wrapped. And we're taking all of that out and just sending the money straight to charities yeah, instead. Favorite. My favourite? Oh, um, oh, hey, who's the people, favorite? What's, what's the people's favourite? If you were to talk about a leaderboard for um, where most of the donations go, currently at the top of the leaderboard are um, the SPCA. People do like um, the animals. We've also got Kids Can. Um, Mental Health Foundation um, is a real favourite as well. And in terms of one of the local charities, Wellington Free Ambulance gets a lot of donations. I think a lot of people have uh, used the Wellington Free Ambulance themselves or know somebody who have. So people do like to give to causes that are particularly close to their own hearts. Yeah, I try not to play favourites myself, but I've used the Good Registry for my own birthdays and Christmas. So I've had to choose charities um, when I've done that. And for Christmas last year, I chose the Common Unity Project Aotearoa, which is a wonderful uh program based out in the hut um, which um, started as a garden in a school a community garden providing um, organic nutritious lunches for children in a low decile school and it's expanded to um, create employment for people at Rimutaka prison I'm not actually sure if it's employment or volunteering um, with our growing creating the produce um, to bring back to cook in the kitchen to sell to the community really nourishing meals um, and they also have opportunities for former refugees in the community and parents learning how to do beekeeping. That's absolute magic. When did you start the Good Registry again? Just over two years ago. I left my job at Z in the end of at the end of June 2017, had the idea for the Good Registry in August 2017 and we launched it in November. Oh that's pretty that's pretty good. It was time. It was a quick turnaround. Um, so yeah, we've been going just over two years and so far we have raised three hundred and twenty thousand dollars for awesome. good um, that would have gone on consumer products instead. Um, and we've replaced about 8,000 gifts with donations to good causes and given thousands of people the opportunity to to give and to feel how good it feels, that dopamine hit of, I just gave to a good cause and I feel great. Um, And I get really excited about the waste that we're reducing as well as the charitable 
um, impacts as well. To think that people are rethinking consumerism around gift giving and hopefully rethinking consumerism more broadly and that's less stuff in the world. There's an incredible amount that's going into our recycling in New Zealand that actually never gets recycled and just goes to landfill and we might feel okay about putting it in the recycling but we have to be realistic that it might not be getting recycled at all and even if it is there's still energy um, consumption in the recycling which um, if you were given a gift that you really wanted or needed um, then that that's cool but we also get given a lot of stuff that we never use um, or where there's environmental impacts in the production and if we can replace those gifts with donations instead then we're doing a lot of good for the environment. Did you have anyone helping you out with the early stages like with uh, coming up with when you come up with the concept? I have two co-founders. Oh, yeah. um, they have been with me right since the beginning and are awesome. Uh, Tracy Bridges and Sue McCabe. Uh, they're both people who have worked with in the past and very good long-time friends. Um, I initially had the idea for the Good Registry when I was out on a run and I um, came in from the run. I'm like, I, I, I've got something. And um, I spoke to Sue the next day and she said, I love that idea. I'd get in there with you. And then I spoke to Tracy the day after that. And um, I'm not sure if she volunteered or I twisted her. Um, <laughs> She's got an incredible mind and she um, was offering some very good ideas and um, I, I think I was like, we need, we need you as part of this. How did you deal with any early setbacks? By keeping on going. Mm. Yeah, um, just continuing to stay conscious of why we were doing what we were doing and why it mattered um, for me personally and um, to the three of us and um, finding our way through, not letting a setback um, feel like a failure, but a chance to, to try something different and to keep going. Yeah. Staying connected to why we were doing it was really important. But also to be realistic in, those, in the early stage, we didn't have time to stop and think we just had to keep going. You know, in August we'd said, well, if you're gonna do something that's about gift giving, you probably wanna launch it for Christmas. Yeah. And then you'd have to launch it in November to give people time. So can we do this in three months? And we barely could, you know, and we and we we did. We managed to launch a website in three months and um, get sixty charities signed up and um, run a crowdfunding campaign and everything that went with creating a social enterprise within three months. So there wasn't much time to think about. Oh gosh, we've had this hurdle. What are we going to do about it? It's just <laughs> okay. We've had this hurdle. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <Yeah. laughs> was there a time that you wanted to give up? There was a time when I learnt for the first time in my life what cold feet were. Um, I'd heard the phrase cold feet, and I didn't actually know it was a real thing. Um, and I was having a conversation with someone where my feet literally went cold and I felt my body kind of tense and my breathing stop where um, I had quite a reality check about what we were taking on and um, the challenges that were going to be associated with it. And um, I, I think I often enter things with um, a lot of optimism and that kind of took a bit of the optimism out but it was like it was like okay um i've heard some challenging stuff to hear and right, so was we've, that, we've what, already started this so let's keep going so what made the cold feet was that 
whoever he was having the meeting with sort of going... It was somebody who'd been through a similar journey of setting up um, an impact um, venture like ours who um, gave me um, uh, some kind of really hard facts about her experience Mm. of of what she had created, um, including some of the challenges of working with charities who are so um, stretched in terms of their resources and I was really optimistic about um, how much energy the charities would be able to put into helping to launch this and grow this for us. Um, And it was quite a shock to realise from here and it's turned out to be true that um, the charities will really, really appreciate all that you do for them um, and can't always put in as much um, to help. To, to grow it and promote it is, would be ideal. The other part uh, that she talked about was the, the costs of the technology. Um, and we'd already seen that the, what we'd been quoted to build a website at the start um, was blowing out. And um, she, uh, uh, it, she, she, she made it very clear that that wouldn't be the end of it and um, that technology will continue to um, blow out, blow out <laughs> and, and take up more, more um, than you could ever possibly imagine, which has also been true. Yeah. This is a question I probably should have asked earlier on, but um, how did you go about um, signing up the, the charities or how, how did that work? Yeah, um, so I had a background, of course, at Zed as the community manager where I had a good understanding of charities across New Zealand. Um, who was doing what, um, and um, Sue also had a background with an organisation that she set up called the Community Comms Collective, which provides communications um, volunteers to the community sector. So both of us kind of knew a little bit about who was who was out there um, in the charity sector in New Zealand, and um, we sat down and we um, quite ruthlessly whiteboarded, um, okay, who are the key charities that we would like to get in the children's sector, the environment sector, um, you know, what can we find in you know, terms of causes that uh, look out for women. And um, so we chose some charities uh, and we also wanted to make sure that we had charities that people would expect to see on the platform if you're coming to um, sacrifice your <laughs> Christmas gifts, um, then you want to find a charity that you're going to be happy to, um, to give up your, those gifts for if you see it as giving up something. So we wanted to find the charities that we knew people would expect to see. We wanted charities that already had reach um, so they could help us to um, get the word out that there's this new way to give. And we wanted a good variety. So we handpicked some charities to start with. And then also through our crowdfunding campaign with Pledge Me, we gave some people the opportunity to buy the chance to choose some smaller local charities okay, that cool. they would like to be on there. Were there any traps that you fell into? We fell into the trap that most startups fall into around technology. A lot of people said to me, don't spend too much on your technology to start with. Just build the absolute minimum viable product um, because you will learn very quickly that what you build is not what you need and you'll probably throw it out. And yeah, we spent way too much on building the website that we launched and we haven't thrown it out, but it's um, become uh, adjacent to another website that we've built much more cheaply. So we built the website um, to 
offer people gift registries, which is a way that if I'm having a birthday or wedding and I want to send a clear message to my friends and family that I'd really like donations to this charity instead of gifts, I can create a registry to do that. That was what we built to start with. And then we realised after the first Christmas that corporates um, wanted to use us and events wanted to use us as a way to give uh, donations instead of gifts to their staff or their customers or to speakers at conferences. Um, and you couldn't do that using our registry structure very well. So we needed to build um, some functionality for that. So we created gift cards and the bespoke expensive website that we had built, um, it wasn't going to be viable to keep adding on to that at the cost that was involved. So we um, used uh, e-commerce platform Shopify to very cheaply build the gift cards. That's now the main platform and the registries is adjacent to that. You know, people can come on to an e-commerce platform and buy a gift card and then we've got all of the charities there essentially as products yeah. on an e-commerce platform where people can come and choose between the charities to redeem your gift card. So yeah, the e-commerce platform works okay. We'd still ideally love to build a bespoke platform again that um, really has our brand um, embedded in it and the kind of experience that we want to give people and better connects the registries and the gift cards so that if you redeem a gift card for the neonatal trust, for example, you could then maybe get a prompt that you might like to also pledge your birthday um, and be able to more seamlessly have people go between the different ways to give on the yep, website. Combine them. Yeah. Combine the two. Yeah. Originally, when you started, I guess you three put forward the money to get it off the ground. Yep. Um, what about now? Is Have you managed to get like um, charity in itself, I suppose, um, from I don't know, hosting providers and whatnot? We've got a lot of people doing a lot of stuff for us, mm. pro bono, really generous people that are helping us in lots of different ways. Yes, we put the money in um, ourselves to start with. I was really comfortable with that because I've never been to university. So I'm like, okay, this is what I would have spent on going to university. I'm spending it on building a website. And then I've been working pro bono in it for the last two years. And um, we've had people, the, the workspace that we are in, the Biz Dojo provides us um, a free desk that we can work from here. Um, we have Deloitte that do all of our financial services for us pro bono, which is absolutely incredible. Sounds lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is an absolute godsend. We're very grateful to them. Um, we've had free legal um, support from Duncan Cottrell um, and all kinds of services and individuals who want who, who like what we're doing, care about the outcome, the good that we're trying to create in the world and want to give us um, their time to contribute to what we're doing which yeah. makes a huge huge difference is there a goal to be able to i guess make it sustainable for you to keep on running it or is that what your consultant you said you did consultant work is that that's the bit that's keeping you alive at the moment yeah so um i'm still pro bono with all of my time mm. in the good registry and um what I've started doing over the last couple of months is reducing my hours on the good registry because it's starting to become self-sustaining. I can put as many hours as I want every week into it mm. um, or as you know, I can, it can take over without too much of my time. So for a day or two a week, I'm doing communications consulting so that I have income coming in now and um, don't have to worry about yep. running out of money. Yeah. 
Um, what's uh, communications consulting? Um, is that um, copywriting or is it just helping like your clients envisage what they want to be communicating? Or? Yeah, so actually with a couple of my clients, it is fully managing their communications function. So identifying what their opportunities are to communicate to their stakeholders, what, what messages they want to get out there and why, who they want to influence, what, what impact they need their communications to have, and then writing the communications and um, tailoring them to different channels. Also with a particular focus on social impact, I, um, with my consulting I still want to do work with which connects with me, um, connects with my heart. Fun. Yeah, it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun, absolutely. It's got to be with good people. And for me, it's got to be making a positive difference in the world too. So you're um, consulting with uh, like charity-type companies? Um, I'm actually consulting with companies yep. uh, who are doing right yep. and helping them to do yep. right. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> helping them do right better. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the companies that I consult with is um, doing sustainable energy development through aid programs in the Pacific. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm really excited to work on that. What inspires and motivates you? People. I love seeing the good in other people and I'm always inspired to do more by seeing other people's stories. Uh, through the Good Registry, for example, the thing that inspires me is when I see children who are nine and ten choosing to create a registry with us for a birthday so that they can donate to a charity instead of receiving gifts. That um, really uh, connects with me. Um, I'm also really inspired by businesses that are walking the walk um, and seeing businesses that are no longer giving all of their staff and customers a thing that nobody's actually going to use and using that money to donate to good as well. It's really nice to see. It is. Yeah. I get really excited. <laughs> yeah, it makes me really happy to see how much good there is in the world. Um, and that we're just giving people a simple way to tap into that. We've seen parents who have um, put their children's first birthdays on there because the child isn't going to know any different. And um, in fact, the parents are going to be saved a whole lot of stress and clutter in the house. Um, and then where we're seeing children choosing to do it themselves seems to be I think we've had children as young as seven um, and yeah, 10 year olds, 11 year olds, 14 year olds at that age where they're becoming aware and they can begin to identify as a child that cares and it's a nice experience for them. I don't know if we're going to have many children choose to do it year after year after year. But even if a child does it once, I think it's a great experience for a child to understand that the importance of giving instead of getting yes. and that it, that celebrating them and their life um, can also include celebrating other causes um, or things that matter to them instead of being materialistic. But I guess it must be really satisfying um, that you're able to bring your consulting in to do the same work that the Good Registry is doing as well. Yeah, it's um, been satisfying on the Good Registry that I've been able to apply my communications background to it, although um, I've had to grow my skills in a lot of areas of things that I didn't know much about at all. And then I've also been able to take what I've learned from the Good Registry and now apply that in my consulting. So 
I'm much smarter now on how I do things like social media and that's a skill that I think I'm able to offer to people that I'm contracting yeah. for. The consultant work that I have been doing has been mainly through the relationships yeah. that I had before yeah. the Good Registry. Um, uh, there's a quite a, a community in Wellington of people who do communications, who know who else does communications and will kind of suggest, oh, you should talk to that person for that project. So most of my consulting work comes that way rather than through the Good Registry. Yeah. But the skills that I have developed in myself through the Good Registry, I'm definitely applying in my consulting work now. What sort of skills is that like? Particularly with social media, yeah. the how to um, engage much more effectively on social media than I used to. Um, have any idea about how to do. Can you describe a breakthrough that you're particularly proud of? Uh, the big breakthrough that I'm proud of is the one that we talked about before about seeing very quickly that the registries, which was the whole model that we built the good registry on, weren't going to um, enable us to have the kind of impact that we wanted to have and weren't going to meet the needs of a whole lot of people who wanted to be able to give through us and quickly seeing that there was an opportunity beyond the registries, figuring out um, what that looked like, that it was gift cards, figuring out a way that we could cheaply build some gift card functionality and doing that. And that has completely transformed the impact that we're able to have you know, in our first Christmas um, with the limitations of the registries. I think that we raised might have been fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, maybe twenty thousand dollars. And last Christmas we raised well over a hundred thousand dollars, and that's because we've got the gift cards, and businesses can use the gift cards. And um, and I think a lot of the gifting that uh, isn't very meaningful at the moment is in that business space, where an employer can't possibly give all of their staff the same gift and have all of their staff be happy to receive that and actually ever to use it. And even when businesses are choosing gifts that are ethical and sustainable, a keep cup, for example, it's not a sustainable gift if you're giving it to someone who already has one or two. What businesses have been using you guys or have been buying gifts through you guys? Uh, we've got a really good number of businesses. Yeah. Um, a couple of the bigger businesses that have used us for their gifting are Kiwi Bank, uh, have used us two years in a row for their staff Christmas gifts, and the Cooperative Bank. So those New Zealand banks, um, <laughs> let's send them some love. Um, both of them have used the Good Registry two years in a row for their staff Christmas gifts. Lots more businesses that I haven't named, and I and feel guilty about that. <laughs> I want to name them all. Um, how have they, is that is that another connection with people that you've known or is that uh, you know they've just come across the website and a lot of that has been our legwork we yeah. have put a lot of energy into uh, connecting with businesses and uh, in the social media space uh, I put a lot of uh, my effort into LinkedIn rather than the other social media channels so we're connecting with businesses that way and a lot of the businesses that used us last Christmas were businesses that had seen us posting about the businesses that used us the Christmas before or throughout the year um, or had received gift cards themselves and then thought oh thank goodness this solves our gift dilemma for this Christmas and got in touch and um, ordered gift cards themselves. The feedback from businesses that have been using us has been absolutely great, magic. Um, the leaders of those organisations have, have spoken with me really positively about 
how right it feels for them to be using their money to give back instead of on gifts that their people don't need. And the feedback that they've had from their staff has really reaffirmed that for them as well. David Cunningham, the Chief Executive of the Cooperative Bank, said that he'd been giving staff gifts for 15 or 20 years and just never got any feedback from staff and both this year and last year when he gave staff good gift cards his inbox was inundated with people saying how wonderful it was and telling him which charities they'd given to and why they'd given to those charities and really heartfelt thanks. Is there is there um, ever times when the person that's received the gift card they don't redeem it? Yes. Yeah. 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 People forget to redeem their cards with us as well or don't get around to it and we will allocate all the money that they don't uh, redeem on their behalf so the money still goes to charity uh, we we want people to come on and have that joy of giving and choosing the charities that it goes to but we also feel really good that if they don't we're not going to sit on that money we're giving it to charity anyway what do you see as being your biggest lesson one that i keep coming back to all the time is done is better than perfect. I think we could have spent a lot of time and energy trying to make things better than what they are with our technology and with everything that we've done and we would have just wasted a lot of time and a lot of opportunity. So the website that we were able to build and launch within three months um, was far from perfect and I'm so glad that we launched it when we did anyway um, because we were able to learn so much from the way that people interacted with it and um, and if we'd invested too much more time in making that site perfect then we just would have had more that we were kind of like oh that, w- that was all that wasted energy over there so the fact that we got it out in the market when it was kind of like just good enough um, meant that we were able to go actually no we, we want to invest more of our effort into gift cards rather than registries so always um, not, not letting perfect mm. hold you back from <laughs> getting stuff done I may have that problem sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of us do yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, is that is that something that uh, a problem that you generally have? Is it something that you've practiced at? I guess maybe I'm trying to ask. I think it's something I've had to practice. Yeah. Uh, I am I am a shiny new thing kind of person, so I do like to jump to new things. Uh, at the same time, I do have professional pride, and I don't want people to look at what I've produced and think it's crap. And there's a there's a fine line mm. and there's also finding peace with not everyone's going to think what you've done is that awesome and that's okay because we're still making a difference in the world with what we've managed to do so far with the time and resource that we've had so that's good enough for now yeah yeah has your vision always been clear and how has it evolved since? um my, the vision started very much in the helping good causes space the simplifying giving and helping good causes we've always had three kind of legs to what we do which is simplifying giving helping good causes and reducing waste but it started very much about i want to find a way to do more good in the world and help good causes i know that i feel good when i help good causes so how can i do more of that and give people that experience and in the last two years those three things are still core to our vision And for me personally, 
I feel like I've moved more strongly to the reducing waste, the reducing unnecessary consumption, the um, the learning um, to buy what we need and what others need and want and will use and not wasting resource. So I get really excited now about the waste that we're reducing in the world as much as the good that we're doing for charities. And that was a much smaller part of it when we launched. What are you uh, practicing at the moment for reducing your waste? Personally? Yeah. I buy very little. Um, I mainly buy second-hand clothes now, if I buy clothes at all. And probably in the last year, I might have bought 10 items of clothing and footwear tops. Um, and the only stuff that I've bought new is white. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's some stain in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, and footwear. Mm. Um, and the clothing that I'm choosing when I do buy new is ethically and sustainably made as well. What brands Re- are doing that? Uh, Kowtow okay. um, is great. Yeah. And Little Yellow Bird. And there's also a, a screen printer out at Shelley Bay who does kind of quite sustainable screen printing and has some ethical and sustainable um, t-shirts and sweatshirts there as well. What would you do differently if you had to start again from scratch? I don't want to say that we would do anything differently. Mm. You know, I've talked about the overinvestment in the website to start with and I'm still glad that we did that because it meant that we could get a website built and out into the market and test and learn from it really quickly. I learned so much from that experience and I think it had to happen as part of our journey. As part of our journey. I don't think we have any regrets. No, well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it again, wrap it up and start. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Repackage and go again, yeah. Last question, it's a cheeky one from me. Um, Can you recommend or connect me to anyone that would be a good person to interview? Yeah, I'm sure I can. Uh, Particularly in the social enterprise space, there are some other great um, uh, social social entrepreneurs that I know in Wellington. Um, One would be Alicia um, at Nisa Clothing. Have you come across her before? Mm, They are creating employment for women from refugee backgrounds and creating ethical and sustainable um, underwear and swimwear and doing great things and uh, growing at a um, good steady pace. so many people in Wellington doing cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, there are. Where would you like people to go to learn more about you and what you do and also the Good Registry? Yeah, people can um, come to thegoodregistry.com if they would like to have the experience of the joy of giving instead of getting, whether they want to create a registry for a birthday or other special occasion, or if they have a gift that they need to buy for someone else or for a whole team of people and don't know what to buy, then they can buy our gift cards there. Um, And then for me personally, the best way to connect with me is via LinkedIn, Christine Langdon and... uh, Yeah, I'm always happy to hear from anyone who um, wants to talk about the Good Registry or social good communications work that they might be interested in having some support with. Thank you very much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. It's all very much appreciated of people's time, so 
It's the pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you. <laughs> I'll high five at eight again. High five. Yay. <laughs> Christine, if you're listening, thank you so much for taking the time to record this interview with me. I really enjoyed learning about you and the Good Registry. Or was it the Gift Registry? I'm still struggling with that one. I'll try and do my homework for the future interviews. I love the fact that you wouldn't change a thing if you started again. Well done for responding to customer feedback. Well done for not being scared to throw away your website and original idea, developing your platform to include gift cards, and majorly increasing the amount of good that you can bring to the world. For you, the listener, I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Christine. I'd be interested to know what takeaways you've got from this episode, any insights or inspiration, anything that resonates with you, anything that you're going to implement within your business. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, the world is currently in the midst of a COVID-19 crisis. Here in Wellington, New Zealand, as the episode goes live, the whole country is in self-isolation. We have about four weeks left to go, fingers crossed. A lot of businesses have closed now. How is this virus affecting your business? And what are you doing to change with these crazy times? Again, let us know in the comments on the interviews webpage. If you're interested in being interviewed for the project or you have somebody in mind that would be a great fit, then please, please, please send me an email on tim at timson.co or head to the Timson Co. website. Click on the Wellington Hustle link from the menu and choose Join Wellington Hustle from the drop down. Thanks so much again for listening. And until next time, keep on hustling.